Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your Chakra Coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Well, hey, everybody, welcome to the show. I am so glad that you are here today because I have something really, really special for you. I'm so excited about this. Laura Kossoff is joining me on the show today to talk about, oh gosh, all kinds of things. You're going to be so excited. Laura is a life coach, a wellness writer and speaker, and her work focuses on helping women thrive through transitions and new life chapters, which I think really fits in with what we do here every week. She brings to her work over 20 years of experience in the holistic health and wellness community as a feng shui consultant, a traditional Reiki master, and a certified hypnotherapist. And all of that sounds extremely cool to me. So I think you'll be really interested in what she has to share. She has a practice called Blooming Life Possibilities, which I love that mental image of a blooming life, um, growth and expansion and beauty. That's so great. Uh, Laura has a true passion, really, really a true passion to help others find healing and discover their authentic purposes and activate their dreams, which is a really neat way of thinking about dreams, right? They seem very ethereal. And then we talk about activating them. And I just think that's so great. So with that all said, Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. Oh, I'm gosh, really happy for to be here. here. I'm thrilled to have you. I, I've i been looking forward to this conversation for so long. <laughs> <laughs> me too, me too. So let's get started. Would you just tell us a little bit about you, your story? How did you, how did you come to do what you do? Yeah, I became a life coach and a health and wellness writer because of my own journey with health issues. I was struggling with intense and chronic pain and weakness, Mm. and it took me 20 years to figure out that I had fibromyalgia. Oh, wow. I had, yeah, I had gone to countless doctors and I've had all kinds of tests, x-rays and MRIs, and they just couldn't find anything. They couldn't pinpoint anything. And I was taking pain medication, but I just knew there had to be a better way. There had to be answers. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How frustrating. Yeah. And I mean, it, it just changed my whole life and I had to really reorganize everything. And I started researching health options, alternative health, alternative medicine. And through all of the research I did, I started writing. And so I became a health and wellness writer. Then when I determined that I had fibromyalgia, I started writing on that. And because most of the women with fibromyalgia, um, or most of the people with fibromyalgia are women, my focus really became women's health and wellness. And after taking a coaching training, I knew that I wanted to be a life coach and really integrate all the other skills and, and trainings that I had to focus on moving forward, activating your dreams, and really having a holistic approach and background. Yeah, I, I... Do you find that most people that do have fibromyalgia get have long time between their symptoms and their diagnosis? Because I feel like I hear that all the time. 
Yeah, the average uh, time between looking for answers and getting a diagnosis is five years. Oh, and that's, five um, years. And that's now, uh, you know, I, I'm older than some of the other people who are, who are uh, being diagnosed. And so it took me 20 years because there wasn't as much information about it. It wasn't quite in the mainstream the way it is now. Mm -hmm. There are a few um, FDA approved medications for fibromyalgia. You might see them on TV. And so there's much more mainstream um, attention. And I think physicians are more aware of it. And there is, um, I think it's just something that's more in the, the public yeah. media now. Still five years is a long time. And I will say yeah. to you, thank you for being on the <laughs> leading edge of that, because I know that people who suffer now suffer less because of people like you who struggled through it for years long ago. So thank you. Um, I'm sorry that it came through your struggle. Um, but I think like so many things, our, it's our struggles that lead us to be the people that we are now. Yeah. And so yeah. I hate to like silver lining your pain, mm -hmm. which I, I don't no. certainly don't mean to, but um, you know, I don't know that we would be having this conversation mm -hmm. if mm -hmm. you hadn't, you know, braved that particular circumstance. So I know from our earlier conversations and some of your work that you have developed what you consider the, the pillars of health. Um, mm -hmm. Would you mind just talking a little bit about the pillars of health as you see them? Yeah, I think the pillars of health to me is just an integrative approach to wellness. Uh, it's mind, body, spirit, and you can add a lot of other things in, spiritual, social, whatever you like. And I think that feng shui really um, embodies all of those um, aspects. For instance, the bagua, which is one of the basic tools of feng shui, the very center of it is health. And then outside of that is abundance and recognition and love and creativity and uh, friends and career, knowledge and family, and they all spring out from this center of health. And so I think that really spoke to me when I started um, becoming interested in feng shui and seeing that it was integrative and it really touched on every aspect of our lives. I think that's really fascinating. I don't know very much about feng shui, um, which is one reason I'm so excited about this conversation. <laughs> Can you just so? If I know nothing, what would you give me as a basic explanation of feng shui? Yeah, feng shui is the art of placement and living in alignment with our surroundings and with nature. And a lot of people think that it means you have to put a certain number of coins in a corner or have goldfish. Um, goldfish, and, I love that. <laughs> and, you know, for good luck. Sure. Um, and that's a very traditional um, kind of, of feng shui. Um, or they think their apartment or their home has to be perfectly minimalist with not a stray sock anywhere on the floor. And <laughs> I don't think that's very um, realistic. Um, so it's basically um, been around for thousands of years. It's a, a Chinese practice. And it means wind and water, feng shui, that's the translation. And it's become popular in the U.S. over the last several decades and really what we want to do is enhance the flow of energy in our home to support our health, our happiness, prosperity, and positive relationships. Wow. Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> um, and I do love that. The art of placement. That's so interesting. 
So a Chinese discipline, that's interesting. And how, what kinds of things are we looking at? So if it isn't about being completely minimalist mm -hmm. or coins in the corner or things like that, what is it about in a, in a modern life? Yeah, when I've tried to distill it down to three principles, I usually come to decreasing clutter, uh, bringing in and keeping things that make us happy, and then focusing on what supports our dreams. So decreasing clutter to remove any energy that's blocking us and any old energy, uh, keeping the things that we love and bringing in more of of whatever will bring us happiness. And then just finding out what it is that we want to accomplish and activate and does our space support that? And how can we make adjustments to put in place everything we need to make that uh, a possibility? Okay, so taking them one by one, decreasing clutter. I mean, I, I kind of get that, right? Like clean up after myself, right? Don't keep the extra mail on the kitchen table, put it in the recycling when it comes, if I don't want it, um, taking care of items as they come into my home rather than letting them collect. Would you say that's sort of a way to start decluttering or what are your yeah. practical suggestions? Yeah, I think it's, you know, starting small, going through things, definitely the stuff that's out, um, keeping that neat and organized is helpful, then going through drawers and closets and that kind of thing. And I was describing it to someone as you don't want to have energy that's attached to things that don't serve you. So if you have old relationships and you're keeping a lot of stuff from that, maybe that's holding you back from moving forward. Or if you have clothes that don't really speak to you anymore, you don't really use them, wear them, um, if things are broken or just not in use. Um, I try to see it as a cycle of, well, maybe it's not bringing me joy, but maybe I can give it away to someone else who will be needing that and uh, enjoying it and appreciating it. Oh, that's a great way to think about it. It isn't, it's, it might be your clutter and, you know, but if it's, if it's functional, it might serve someone else, even if it isn't serving you, that's brilliant. Um, and I do like what you said about um, drawers and closets and such. Cause I sometimes, I mean, I can't be the only person, but sometimes I'm like, Oh, if I can close a door on it <laughs> and it's, it's, I think it's similar to what we do in our minds, right? We have old stories that we tell ourselves and then we just kind of, we, we close a little mental door on it and we say, Oh, well, I'm not going to think about that anymore, but it hasn't gone away. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like if we can't see it, it's not there, or we can have, yes. I used to have a big folder that said to file. And I just thought <laughs> if I put everything in that folder and I put that in the drawer, then it's, it feels more organized. Yes. Then somehow it's taken care of, but your suggestion <laughs> is, and Feng Shui's suggestion is that we need to be dealing with like literally the skeletons in our closet at mm -hmm. a certain point mm -hmm. and, and clearing them out as well. Um, and would you say that that's sort of a, a representation of our, our internal energy, like our environment represents our internal selves? Absolutely. I think that, um, you know, someone said to me, well, 
how does moving a chair really affect the rest of my life? And it's because it's a representation of who we are. If you go into someone's home, you'll learn about them based on how they set things up. If you come into my apartment, you'll see that I have a lot of books because I love to read and learn. If you look in my kitchen, you'll see I have a lot of baking supplies because I love to bake. So you'll find muffin tins and baking pans. And so that's a representation of what I value. So someone else will have what they value. So if you think about a chair, it's not just a chair, it's you're inviting someone in or you want to create space for a company or um, you want to create a desk area so that you can write your book. And so it's really what does it signify? And that's that's how I think about it. That's great. And I think that leads us right into having more of what brings you joy. Um, I mean, maybe a chair doesn't bring you joy, but it might. You know, if the chair is representative of your meditation nook or your mm -hmm. fancy office chair, so you can be comfortable while you write that book that I mean, a chair could bring you joy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what kind of things do you find do bring people joy? Because I, I think I talked about this a couple episodes back. We tend to, as a society, collect things, mm -hmm. thinking that the next thing is going to make us happy. Uh, and it's not well, it's not exactly our fault, right? Marketing, that's entirely what advertising is, is to create an absence in your life. And then lo and behold, they have something to fill it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So what kinds of things are bringing people joy these days? I think that um, people may have heard of Marie Kondo, who uh, writes um, about feng shui and she has some books and is a TV host. And she said, when you're thinking about what to keep or, or what to bring in, ask yourself, does this spark joy? So I try to allow people to clarify their values, their goals, um, their priorities. And from there, we can determine what they really need? Do they want to have a very quiet energy, comforting and soothing? Do they want activity and a lot of bright colors and, and they want more uh, higher energy? It really is very individual. And I think it can be small things. Some people think they have to spend a lot of money or get all new furniture, or buy expensive things. And it could be books, it could be tea, it could be um, a new blanket or new sheets. Um, you could get matching towels that, that are comfy and warm. You can, um, whatever it is that is going to bring you joy, uh, when you have that represented in your home, it just amplifies the energy. Very nice. Very nice. So I guess in my very, very basic understanding of feng shui, I always thought it was about arranging your furniture. Uh, and I guess now I know that's too simple, uh, but I know that is, that is a part of it. I'm so are you, what is that? Tell me more about arranging my furniture. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting that the basics, uh, the origins of feng shui start with um, what's known as the form school. And that was focused on buildings and how, where they would build a home. So it had to be in relationship to hills or mountains and streams. And they had a whole um, philosophy about that. Then the compass school uh, came next, which was helping people determine which corners of their home to put things in and how to design their home and where different rooms should go. And then what I work with is called black hat feng shui. And that's a very intuitive heart-centered focus. And it's very relatable and accessible and really based on colors, shapes, 
the elements and what feels right to you. It's, there's a lot of freedom. And so I think the, the overview is that we want to live in a state of balance. So for instance, when I had a feng shui consultant come to my home and I was having a lot of health issues, and she said that my head where I was sleeping, my bed was right next to the bathroom and there was way too much water energy. So there was an excess. And so I, I slept in a different place. I, I moved to a different room and that made a big difference. And so there are things like uh, having pottery um, or uh, seashells or um, any kind of rocks and stones and those are earth elements and that can balance out the water or if you have too much fire for instance we're on computers a lot and that's you know like a fire energy um, I have crystals on my desk and that can help to be grounding so it's kind of about balancing the um, the energies and the elements as well as finding the colors that work for you do you like light blue and gray is that calming for you or do you want um, red and green and, and things that really keep you awake and activated. Um, so it's, it's a very um, personalized approach. That's really very, very interesting. When you say balance the elements, is that balancing the elements in my home, like my environmental elements, or is that balancing, like, say I'm a very air person, which I have my moments. I'm a very, <laughs> I'm an air sign. I'm an, I okay. have that in me. Is it helpful then to have more grounding things, belongings in my home to bring the earth and plants and things into my home? Is that part of it as well? Yeah, the, the elements that we have are wood, fire, earth, water, and metal. And um, there is actually one branch of feng shui that focuses on astrology. So it's interesting that you bring that up. Um, I'm a water sign. I have a lot of water and, and fire in my chart. And so I need a lot of grounding. So I have a lot of plants and, and things like that, which, which are earth elements. So I think our it's, it's both. I think our external surroundings are representations of who we are. So if we need grounding in our sort of emotionally, um, I think that we can bring that in through remedies and adjustments and enhancements in our, our space. So mm, they're connected. Yeah, that's fascinating. I suppose that's where a professional like you comes in, <laughs> because I would look at my home and think I don't have any idea, right? And I I know that as far as my home goes, I'm very attracted to wood furnishings as opposed to metal furnishings. I just kind of always have been. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily want to get into that too much, but I do think mm -hmm. that's very interesting. And I think that's what you're saying is that we look for these sort of personal uh, leanings, right? Mm -hmm. Where do you, where do you lean? What makes you feel good? And having mm -hmm. wood furniture as opposed to a metal something has always right. felt good to me. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I do think that's fun. I want to share um, with the audience, you and I talked last week briefly to just to get connect and get to know each other a little bit. And you briefly mentioned, oh, when you set up a workspace, you want to have yourself facing the door. And I shared with you that in my, my home in Chicago that I moved from earlier this year, I had a workspace and it was on the same wall as a door. And I loved that space. And in my new home, my back is to the door and I never work there. I never go in there and, and work. So after we had that conversation, I moved my whole workspace <laughs> into a different place. And now my workspace is on the same wall as the front door. 
I can't even tell you the difference it made. I yeah. love working here. I sit here. <laughs> I work here. I want to be here. Oh my gosh. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, I don't know if I'm just making that up or fooling myself, but I, it really, the energy of this space and I'm in it right now and I'm yeah. couldn't be happier mm-hmm. to be working in this space. So I'm so, fa- I mean, you said, you know, when you moved your bed, you had a great night's sleep that first night. Yeah. You're like, I don't know if I'm, yeah. I don't know if it's the placebo effect or what. Right. And I, then I decided I don't care if it's a placebo mm-hmm. effect. I feel good either way. Right. Like, yeah. Someone asked me, how do you know feng shui works? And I said, you feel it, you know, it's how you feel. 100%. It's, it's, you know, if you think about it, having your desk in a certain place where you can see the door and you're, if you have your back to a wall, that is supportive of you and you can greet people as they come in. And it's like sitting at the head of a table, you're, you know, you're in a position of strength. And so it really is common sense and sort of simplicity um, and yet it's there's elegance and beauty and in, in that uh, that philosophy it, it, I found that it really really works yeah I think that is very interesting we we sometimes can get caught up in um, making things more complicated than they need to be and this was one of those cases for me <laughs> I you know this made perfect sense when you said that and so again I mean I cleared off this whole space I reorganized and moved right in and nothing's been the same this whole past mm-hmm. week. So mm-hmm. uh, first, thank you for that, <laughs> <laughs> that tiny welcome. little tip that <laughs> has changed my work life. Um, so I do appreciate that. But also just knowing that it's those teeny kinds of practical tips that are going to make a huge difference. So the desk thing, but is there anything else that you would suggest to listeners, you know, simple things that they could just look around their homes right now and say, this might actually help my internal energy flow or my environment be a better reflection of my internal energy. Oh, and then I have a follow-up for that. Yeah, I think that plants are, are a great way to start. Um, to, I think plants are a great way to start because they're not very expensive. They, they don't take up a lot of space. And um, they symbolize wood, which is related to creativity and growth. So you can put those on your desk or anywhere in your home. Um, it'll also uh, increase productivity and wealth if you have a water element. So whether you want to get a, a water fountain, you know, water feature or have a picture of a waterfall and put that in your career corner, I mean, your career section um, that can enhance that fresh flowers are a great way to bring positive energy and joy into our space. Um, And if someone wants to feel grounded, get some pottery or ceramics, um, anything that's related to the earth um, in their bathroom, if they want to have bath salts or seashells, um, that's also very grounding. And if they want to create more love in their life, they can put items um, that have a romantic theme in their love corner. They can use objects that are pink or red and even have things in twos, like two roses or two candles. And really just determining what what it is that they want and bringing more of that, that in. If they love to travel, maybe have a picture of the Eiffel Tower. Um, it's whatever brings joy to the individual. And I like what you're saying, but you know, those can be dreams. Like I have dreams of travel. I have dreams of creating maybe a romantic relationship in my life. And so we start 
to let our external environment reflect that even before it exists in our lives. I talk about that a lot, right? Like the, the, the concept of being grateful for something ahead of time. And I feel like this is very similar to that conceptually. Yeah, I think it's setting an intention. It's visualizing it. It's feeling it. And then the willingness to change. If someone says, yes, you know, I do want to start painting. I bought an easel. I bought my supplies. I created a little space in this room where I'm going to paint. I've told people that I don't want to be bothered for, you know, the next half hour, you know, if they live with someone. And that's creating a space um, emotionally, physically, energetically. And so my follow-up question, which I actually think we've touched on, is we can, in fact, use the concepts of feng shui to change our internal energy. Our environment doesn't have to just be a reflection of our insides. We can sort of change our insides by also making our environment the kind of place that we want our insides to reflect. It might, I feel like yeah. that just sort of gets really circular, but does that make sense to you? It does. I think, um, you know, if some, it's kind of like, I don't want to say fake it till you make it, but if you start um, creating in your external world, what you want to become, then it's sort of, it's like, if you build it, they will come, they you know, come. it's, um, it, it creates the space for that to develop. So I absolutely think that um, it will be reflected within. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. I mean, you create the environment, it doesn't, it doesn't replace the internal work, mm. but it makes it a little bit easier. It makes it a little bit more comfortable. It's also a visual reminder as you're going through your house and you find, I loved what you were talking about, your career corner and your love corner, your spaces that reflect those. As you look at them, you are reminded to focus on that, to focus on the energy center that reflects that, or to, uh, you know, I look at this beautiful corner I have set up for meditation and I'm like, that's right. I want to go over there and do my meditative practice instead of just searching for any old spot and then sitting down on like my unmade bed or whatever it is. Right. <laughs> so I think that's really, um, that's a great way to think about it. You know, you're creating your own virtuous cycle, perhaps it's not a vicious cycle. It's a virtuous cycle. Yeah. It's, you know, you think people say one of the, um, best things to do when you first wake up is to make your bed or that that's a, you know, a sign or a, of, um, it's a way to start um, getting into the, the groove of success is to make your bed. That's, you know, a, a tip. And if you think about it, you're starting with creating order and you're creating a place that you're going to want to go to sleep in. That's not like, oh, this was, you know, uh, I, you know, that you haven't even made the bed and it's sort of yesterday's energy or you mm. know, this morning's energy. Um, so you're, you're clearing the space. It's like, um, it, people who work um, in restaurants, you know, you clear the, um, you clean the grill before you put something else on it. Or, you know, I love to bake. So, you know, you want to clean the, um, you know, clean your workspace so that then you can have room to bake, you know, another loaf of bread. And it's really about um, making space for, you know, for the energy that you want to come mm -hmm. in. Making space for new things. I think mm -hmm. that was really brilliant what you just said you know an unmade bed feels like yesterday's energy like I don't want to get into yesterday's energy I'd really like to 
put today to bed and I don't want to have that collect there. Right. And, you know, shaking the sheets out each morning is a great Mm -hmm. way to um, physically stir up the energy and let it dissipate into the universe. But I also feel like what you're saying is my mom was right that I should be making my bed. (laughs) She'll be be thrilled. (laughs) See, I told you, Sarah, the professional said to make your bed. (laughs) But it really does, you know, then when you're in your space, you think, wow, this feels organized and neat. Mm -hmm. And and then you have that energy and then that can help to more organized thinking and clarity of thought. And so it the external does... um, help create the internal mm-hmm. and vice versa, as you're yeah. saying. Yeah. I think that is delightful. Well, Laura, this has been phenomenally fascinating. <laughs> I'm so interested now in taking all of these tips and looking around my house and seeing where I can apply them and finding the comfortable spaces in my house and looking and seeing what's working. Right. I think that's a good way to do it as well. This is a place I love to be in my home. What is it about this space? Mm-hmm that makes me feel good. Right. And then start replicating that elsewhere. Does it, does it work in like offices? I think so. I mean, you can use um, the same principles. You can put a plant in your abundance corner on your Mm -hmm. desk Mm -hmm. and uh, you could put pictures of loved ones in your, um, you know, in the corner for relationships or love. You can put a a vision board of what you want to accomplish on the front of your uh, right in front of you. And that can be a reminder in your career and recognition um, uh, in your recognition um, uh, recognition place. And so I think whatever um, area or segment is uh, you want to enhance in your life, you can, you can use uh, really any area. It's almost like each thing is a hologram of the larger, the larger part. Yeah, that makes sense. Everything is a tiny little fractal representation of Mm -hmm. the larger thing. I love that. Is there anything else that we should know about feng shui or energy or just, I guess, your work in general? What, what else? Um, Well, I think that for me, feng shui is just one tool that I use. Um, I, in helping people determine what they want. First, we clarify goals, and then we come up with actionable steps. And certainly with my own experiences and background in holistic health and wellness, I always incorporate self-care and physical and emotional health in in looking at the whole picture and and incorporating that into someone's life. And I think that feng shui is, is one aspect that is really helpful and I've found to be very powerful. And I think it can be um, used in conjunction with any other tools um, that for personal development and growth. And it's, it's been just a joy to work with and a real sense of satisfaction to see how it's changed other people's lives. So I would say it's one of many wonderful and um, helpful tools that that I use. Yeah, I'm definitely going to start <laughs> now that I have a little bit better education on the topic. I'm a big proponent of self-care. This is a little off topic, but I, for I gosh, the past 18 months, I've started every show with essentially, hey, everybody, hope you're taking care of yourself because mm-hmm. this has been a heck of a time to yeah. be taking care of yourself. So what, what's, what's your top self-care suggestion? 
think sleep is very important and having time for yourself. I mean, I think people go from one thing to the next and it's really lovely to just say, I'm going to have a cup of tea and I'm going to read a novel for 20 minutes and I'm not going from one thing to the next, from the work to the laundry, to the cooking, to the cleaning up the kitchen, but taking breaks, taking Mm -hmm. a walk, not to do an errand, but to take a walk in the park and look at the trees and hear the birds, really just having that time of separation between between things and and whether it's meditation or um, whatever spiritual connection people have, if they have that through Qigong or Tai Chi or yoga, just finding a, a sense of their essence and connecting to something larger that feels transcendent. I, I find that very rejuvenating and empowering. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And I think that It may be, honestly, right now, nothing is more important than Mm self-care and mm -hmm. taking care of our bodies and taking care of our emotions and our mental health and our spiritual health. And it probably has always been the most important thing that we Mm -hmm. could do, but I think that has come home to a lot of people uh, in the past 18 months as we've, you know, undergone all of these massive transitions as a society, as a global community. So I just, not to surprise you with the self-care question, <laughs> but you, you mentioned it. And I think that is, um, I think that's one of our most important tools. And I think feng shui could be part of your self-care mm-hmm. process, yeah. right? You know, if you yeah. spend your 20 minutes really focusing on your environment, one little corner, maybe just your dining room area or a little where your home office corner, you know, a few minutes just spent in, spent really understanding the space, understanding yourself in the space. And I think that would be a brilliant way to spend some time on self-care this week. Um, that's, that's Excellent. my plan. For the week. So thank you so much. Now y'all, um, Laura has offered something amazing. I don't know if she knows what she's in for, but she is offering a free 30 minute discovery session to kind of see what's what with you, what your goals are, what are some ways that you can start working toward them? Tell us a little bit about this discovery session. And I'm afraid we're probably going to book your schedule up for the next (laughs) four months, but um, what can they, what can they expect in a discovery session? Yeah, I like to give uh, people a chance to get to know me, to ask me any questions, to see if it feels like a good fit to work with me. And we have a chance to go over their goals. And I offer any suggestions or feedback on how I think they can go forward with them and how I might be able to be of support to them on that path. And really give them the opportunity to see if it feels like a good fit for both of us. If I feel like I can be of assistance and if they feel comfortable and feel that I will be able to help them as they're going forward. Well, I appreciate that offer. I think it's very, very generous. And I mean, honestly, if in the discover session, they get the one tip like I did about the desk, (laughs) I mean, that is time well spent. I think that you have so much to offer. And I think, and I'm just so grateful to you for being on the show today. I'm going to put the link to uh, scheduling that session in the show notes. So uh, go to your app, click on the link. Uh, Laura's website is Blooming Life Possibilities. I'll also put that in the show notes so you can 
uh, not worry about having to spell it or whatever it is. You can just click on it and go right to her site, but check it out because she's got a lot of good information on there as well as more uh, details about her and the work that she does. And then you can schedule one of these discovery sessions, which is really cool. So again, I just want to thank you so much for your time today, Laura. I feel like every time I talk to you, I learn so much and I feel like I come away with practical tips and just good ideas on how to care for myself and my space. So thank you. Thank you so much. And I'm, it's really a privilege to, to be here and to learn with you and talk with you. And I really admire and respect the work that you're doing of bringing light to wellness, body, mind, and spirit and creating that uh, more space for that in this world. So thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, Laura. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Laura. I think she's really fascinating and so knowledgeable. I'm definitely going to do a call with her. And remember, if you want to do a free discovery call with her, the link to schedule that is in the show notes. Or you can go to bloominglifepossibilities.com slash discovery. I, I think that this is the, the kind of thing that's a perfect way to start off a new year, which if you can believe it, is just around the corner. It's nice. It's nice to get a fresh approach to things, and this is just the way to do it. Laura is also on LinkedIn if you'd like to connect with her there. If you'd like to connect with me on social media, I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Your Chakra Coach. Of course, if this show is important to you and you've been listening a while and you'd like to help keep it going, head over to the Patreon page to join us there. So until next time, let's all remember to take our time for self-care, create space in our lives for the things that bring us joy, and here's to taking action on our dreams now and in the new year. Bye.